welcome to Dating in the City. We're your hosts, the Conti sisters, matchmakers, and co-founders at our personal matchmaking firm, Matchmakers in the City. Dubbed by millionaire matchmaker Patty Stanger as her favorite sisters in Hollywood and one of the matchmakers behind MTV's Are You the One, we've been celebrity matchmakers for nearly seven years. And now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey guys, and welcome to Dating in the City Season 2, Episode 9. I'm Alessandra Conti. And this is Christina Conti Pineda. And we're the Conti sisters, and we're just so happy to be here. Exactly. When will season three start? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Pretty soon. <laughs> because it's almost summer, and our season yeah. always begins. In the summer. In, well, well, I think in June it will. I think next episode's the finale. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Ten. Ooh. Yeah, ten is the finale episode. The most dramatic. The most dramatic <laughs> finale ever. <laughs> The most dramatic <laughs> rose ceremony ever. Yes. So how's how are you doing, Christina? Great. Good. You're in good spirits. Yes. We've had a very busy a busy week, like a very busy week. Mm-hmm. As I feel like everyone has had just a wildly um, busy week. But we'll begin with the celebrity matchmakers relationship report. So. Christina, I know you probably have no idea that any of this has occurred. Um, So Sophie Turner, and this is actually the Game of Thrones girl that I think that we had talked about in like the past episode. Who's dating Joe Jonas? Joe Jonas. Jonas. Yeah, they're married now. So yeah, oh yeah, they're married. (laughs) That come from? Oh yeah. I didn't realize they're they married. were dating for that long. Yeah, they're married now. They got married in Vegas. Whoa. Oh, But then they had, I think, another ceremony. I don't want to give false information, but okay. I will this say. This was a recent marriage that was I think it was like a month ago. Podcast no, did. no. Oh, we I just think, didn't report. No, maybe we did. I think maybe we did. Oh, okay. Maybe you I just, thought they were I think dating. you're just having a, having a senior moment. Um, But anyway, so Sophie Turner reveals that she and Joe Jonas broke up before getting married. So basically what happened was um, she was doing an interview and she told them that her and Joe broke up for 24 hours and then they realized that it was a horrible mistake Mm -hmm. and then like got married like the next day or got married like that week. Um, Hmm. So I feel like this just brings us this broader question that I feel like a lot of people in relationships face and no one talks about it. They either, they break up because of these feelings of uncertainty. Um, So I wanted to just talk about this. If you're questioning your relationship, is it good to take a break before Mm. making the ultimate commitment? Is cold feet a real thing? So I wanted to dive into this and So I've actually thought about this a lot because I feel like this has just been a a really common thread because especially with wedding season, it's wedding season. and June brides. Absolutely. And I feel like there are just a lot of engagements almost happening. And so... But also the... Breakups. Yeah. The summer is, yeah. The beginning of the summer is the highest rate of breakups. I can't believe we're talking about this because actually... Justin, the husband, Katie's husband, asked me this same question this weekend. He said, do you think people who've broken up, is that a sign they should, should they get back together again? Or is that a sign that they shouldn't ever? I can't believe you're yeah. bringing this up though because we were this just This is very topical. This yeah. is really topical. I this feel like great. just so many people great. Sorry, are Sorry, I know I'm this. interrupting your train of thought. No, that's... This is, I'm so happy. I didn't even tell you this. What did you say to him? I, oh, did you want to talk about? Yeah, I actually, you know what? I'll go over. So here's the thing. So one of the benefits about being a professional matchmaker is that we have, we have worked with thousands upon thousands of couples at this point. It's been almost eight years. Um, And we also do just 
a lot of research and a lot of um, a lot of case studies, a lot of research, a lot of reading. And one of our favorite favorite books is um, by Dr. John Gray. He's one of our favorite relationship experts because he just gets it. Um, he's Mars and Venus, and he wrote a book called Mars and Venus on a Date. And to, to you and me, this is we talk about this all the time. But to a lot of the viewers, they don't know this information. And I'm gonna be so honest with you guys. When I learned this information, it changed the way that I date. And it changed my inner monologue and it gave me so much peace. And I think that if more people were aware of the healthy stages of a relationship, there would be so many, so, so much fewer, so many fewer breakups. Is that what I always say? There would be so like, and also people would just feel like, oh my gosh, my feelings of uncertainty are normal. They're totally normal. So I want to go through with you guys, Dr. John Gray's stages of a healthy relationship. Lovely. Stage one is attraction. Okay. Okay, so the obvious, like, oh, she's attractive, I'm attractive, you're attracted to each other. Um, you're dating, that, that attraction, that initial, because it's not just physical attraction, it's mind, body, spirit. It's yes. like, I'm attracted to this person, I want to spend more time with them, I want to see. Right. Um, that's like the dating phases. Uncertainty. Okay, guys, stage number two in a relationship, in a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. is uncertainty. Yep. Okay? Uncertainty. The guy saying, is this a woman for me? Right. Wow, do I really want to forsake all other women just to spend time with this woman? Is this someone who I could see in my future? Is this someone who I want to be my girlfriend, my wife? Could I see her raising my kids? Mm-hmm. Do I even like this person's personality? The girl saying the same thing. Yep. Same exact thing. Like, okay, is this my guy? Like, okay, he said a few weird things. Like, he's, you know, there are a few red flags here. I'm uncertain, but it's before you're catapulted. It's before you really start getting the feels. You know, it's before you start catching feelings for this person. However, I think that sometimes women will get emotionally attached totally earlier than men in this phase, and they might there they might be more certain now than they are later. Yes, I love that, Christina, because you know why also? Okay, I'm going to go through the stages. Yeah, go through the stages. Because, I just guys, to throw these are the there. stages of a healthy relationship in this order. But the problem is, so we'll go through the next stage, but the problem is our generation and a lot of other generations before us don't do these stages in the proper order. Right? So this is, that's one of the issues why women are getting more emotionally attached or why men are getting more emotionally attached because they're jumping right into intimacy, which is stage number four. I feel like we've discussed this before, but okay, so stage number one, attraction. Stage number two, uncertainty. Stage number three is exclusivity, okay? Then stage number four is intimacy. And then stage number five is engagement. And obviously, if you're a Catholic or Christian listener and you're waiting for longer, good for you. That's amazing. But in in just in a, John Gray's a, yeah in John view, Gray's view is, and also you know widely respected view this is kind of the way you know but okay non so and yeah in a non Christian circle okay so or Muslim yeah yeah or Muslim exactly or or some Jewish or, yeah Orthodox yeah, Jewish Orthodox as well. hey yeah uh, anyway saving themselves so my theory is that. People are, when people are getting, like, people are just getting these stages mixed up. Mm -hmm. And it's, listen, it's difficult. It is, it takes a lot of self-monitoring and it takes a lot of self-control to kind of stick to these stages and to know that, okay, you might want to be physically intimate with someone, but it is way too soon because guess what? You haven't even gone through the exclusivity stage. You haven't even gone through the uncertainty stage. So, Christina, I want to now give it to you give you the mic what were you what when when your friend asked you what did you say yeah I'm this is really great for you to go through these stages Alessandra as you said and you'll see a lot with celebrity relationships on for public to see that a lot of the relationships are very disjointed because people usually either jump into things or don't do anything, mm-hmm. or just date everyone. Yeah, or they're like stuck in the uncertainty phase. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. You don't move forward with that. That's it's a huge problem because then right. you you become if you don't understand that the uncertainty phase is a healthy and normal part of a relationship, a lot of men and a lot of women will just always be like, "Oh, well, I feel uncertain about this person. Time for me to move on. Let me go to this next person and date this person." And with the advent of, I mean, right. the advent, it's not like the apps are new, but it makes it just a lot easier to easily dispose of people that you maybe are like, oh, this is an awesome person, but it's like, oh, but I'm uncertain. I'm not a thousand percent certain. Yep. When Because everyone always says, oh, when you know, you know. Right. But like, that's right. the biggest load. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, at a certain phase, you know, like, but at the same time, like, no, we've dealt with people, believe me, who they say that now because now they have, you know, now they're married and they're, oh, when you know, you right. know. But like in the beginning, they were like, I I don't know. Oh, yeah. They were like, I don't know. I mean, so, but we're going to talk about love bombing in our second thing. So I want to save that and why. Good, okay, good. so we're going to talk about that. We tease that, that we're te- Yeah, we tease that, but we're going we're in. Gonna a, go we're deep. going in. We're going <laughs> in a big, big, big love bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your, what, Christina, what did you say? Yeah, and with the uncertainty, what you were describing, that that's normal and you can actually relax and not I don't hate people advising me to relax you can relax into it meaning it's okay to feel uncertain you don't even the people who I've talked to who said I knew the minute I saw my future husband that I was going to marry that he was going to be mine I've heard that actually said by some bachelorettes yeah and even so the dating process is still you're going you have to go through that uncertainty phase because mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure they've other people have had there are some people who just meet the one person and that's the one yeah. but a lot of people have also said that about a lot of people who aren't actually right for them it's yeah. our hearts can be tricky absolutely and we yeah. just to know that that's it's normal to go through that but it's important to really keep thinking straight mm-hmm. and keep your keep rational about everything and don't get too it's hard for, especially for women because we do get emotionally attached easily even if it's not intimate it's just women especially just need to be very cognizant during these mm-hmm. phases to really let it let the relationship take its due course mm-hmm. before committing. And we that's why we mm-hmm. have the three-month period before we recommend making an exclusive relationship because yeah. of these phases. I mean, yeah. I mean, I also, though, do see, like, this is the thing with dating, and this is the challenge that so many women are facing when they are dating and so many men are facing when they're dating because you do need to maintain, like, an objectivity, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we're not robots. So, right? right. So it's it's not that easy to just yeah. be like, I'm really objective. Like, I'm, no. here I am. Yes. I'm not feeling any feelings because also when you come in like that, like, it's almost like you put this big wall up right. and then it's – then. And then you can't even connect with that person because you're not being, you're not showing like a bit of vulnerability and you're not open to, you know, that, 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 you know, the emotional element of what a relationship could be. That said though, that's also the why I think that the physical stuff Mm -hmm. just it's just really important to wait, like as like it, until there is something exclusive and set in stone. At you know, like we said, at, at the, the minimum. minimum. Um, but it's just because otherwise you're just it's like at at least when you're not in because women release oxytocin when they have sex, and so that bonds them. Oxytocin is like the bonding hormone. It is like the stage five clinger hormone. We always say that it is like watch wedding crashers. If oh you my gosh, believe. yes. It <laughs> totally is. I'm kidding. And, but She's, no. But it is right. shown. It is shown. But yeah. he, most guys would run. Yeah, but that's, and that's also though why a lot of women, like you probably have a lot of girlfriends who are hung up on these losers and you're like, why is she so hung up on him? And you're like, oh, okay, it's because they've been sleeping together for the past three months. Like, you know, and it, so it is what it is. Um, that said though, I mean, I think that, yeah, I, th- I think that it's just knowing that that uncertainty phase for guys especially, because I think for women, it's almost, it, it, so 
I think that, like, I love your point. I think some women go through the uncertainty phase after, like, right before the engagement phase. Because <laughs> That's I what think. You were asking in the yes. So I think that for a lot of women, or right before the marriage, like mm. the ultimate commitment phase, mm. because I think for a lot of women, it's almost like, it's like, oh, this great guy is showing me this attention, but he is going through the uncertainty phase. Therefore, when it's human nature, when someone pulls back, if you're to be like a little bit wait why is he pulling back why doesn't he like me what's going on so then the woman then it's this artificial sense of oh my god but I really like him it's like something is about to be taken away from you and then you're finally realizing wait I actually do like him like what was I even thinking uncertainty what am I so then you forget you forget any of those emotions and then your goal so if a guy is going through that it can just be so challenging um yeah so so true so then though so then the woman doesn't even like she skips the uncertainty phase yeah and then she (laughs) goes right into the exclusivity phase and then intimacy obviously and then engagement and then all of a sudden it's like engagement or about to be engagement and the and intimacy is not an, an obvious thing that she just was saying well I'm in, saying in if this is race. if this is yeah. a scenario right, right, that someone's right. dealing with right. all of a sudden engagement is like almost happening or happened and then it's like, wait, now I'm feeling all these feelings of uncertainty because now that he's in, now I'm questioning if this is someone. So it's just, it's healthy to have those questions mm-hmm. early on. And even if you're having those questions later on, know that you may be having them because you didn't go through that phase right. before. Right. But, but, I will say, there though is a fine line because there is I read a lot of articles and just yeah. in preparation for this yeah. and um there's a fine line because cold feet and like if you are just if this is a feeling that you've been feeling for months right. Right. on end it's this feeling of dread of Oh my gosh, I'm making a horrible, like I can feel it right now, even yeah. though I'm not in an indecision phase right now, but I'm feeling the indecision You're phase. Grateful for that. Oh my God, I'm so grateful <laughs> I don't have the indecision phase right now. But like, but, but if you are feeling those feelings of dread, if you feel like a dark cloud is on top of something, if you feel clouded and it's, that's something to pay attention to. Yeah. And that's something that you need to address. And um, psychologists have agreed it's important even though, so if you're in that engagement phase or about to be in that engagement phase and you're feeling those feelings of uncertainty, um, the deep, deep feelings, not just like, oh, is this my guy? Or if it's like affecting your everyday and it's like the elephant in the room and whatever, talking to your partner about it is wonderful. Like being upfront with your partner and being like, listen, Mm. I love you, but I'm having feelings of uncertainty. I'm really nervous about this. I love you. That doesn't take away from it. But um, psychologists agree that just putting it out there because you know sometimes labeling an emotion so a lot of psychologists also agree that if ever you're going through something like if you're going through depression or if you're going through um, anxiety or if you're going through like whatever it is it's good to label that emotion and that feeling mm-hmm. so if you're going through anxiety like I suffer from aggressive anxiety only in New York City um, <laughs> not in LA I'm the least anxious person in Los Angeles but in New York City I went through like legitimate anxiety so for me it was really helpful for me to label it as okay I'm having I'm having anxiety right now and then you're able to say okay this is what it is and then deconstructing that and saying okay why am I feeling this way oh it's the insane amounts of people so it helps and when you share it with someone and especially if you're feeling uncertain about this person it's important to in the loveliest way and lightest in the kindest way possible being like listen I love you I do I know I love you but I'm uncertain I'm nervous these are the reasons I'm nervous this is why I'm feeling uncertain Mm. what do you think about that Christina or do you think that ruins a relationship You seem so guarded. Uh, Oh my god, stop. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) I just wanted to first talk about the thing that you said about being careful not to be too guarded when you're Mm -hmm. dating. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true as well, to allow yourself to get to know someone and go through the fall, fall in love with someone, but still try to keep it as 
mm-hmm. philosophical as possible in a way that you can step aside from it and really figure out, okay, is this person reliable? Is this mm-hmm. person, uh, those five internal qualities, does he possess these things as I'm getting to know him or is he Tell hours late? Tell what we late? make everyone do when yes. they work with a matchmaker when, with us. Exactly. When, when anyone signs up to be a priority bachelor or bachelorette with us, they come up with a list of five internal qualities that they're looking for in their future partner. These are the really most important bread and butter things that that we often take for granted and mm-hmm. it's easy to get distracted from them by all the glitz and glam and the feelings of infatuation that you might mm-hmm. feel especially if you're extremely attracted to someone or then, if you're being love bombed right which or we'll if talk you're being about in a second right Mm-hmm. I think keeping those five qualities at your bedside yeah. table is a really good way of dis- not distancing yeah. yourself, but also, as I say, I always say, be careful what music you're listening to. If you're oh, listening to so romance true. music all the time, and you're going to start Guilty. thinking of your cru- whoever yeah. the crush is mm-hmm. in as will be the man in all of the unrequited mm-hmm. love songs, yeah. and then that makes the woman think, it's not requited. <laughs> yeah, the, like in, yeah. The, the instead of the uncertainty, it's, it's like, I'm certain. I'm d- I, now I'm going for it. Right. I don't want to lose him. Yeah. <laughs> that, wait, that brought something up for me. Um, the, um, they're also, just as you ladies, and as you guys are dating, it's also like one of the benefits of 2019 is that you know there are just you can go on different dates with different people and you're and when I know a lot of people are like oh but like you want to you want to date a few people like you don't need to only date one person until obviously it's exclusive once it's exclusive it's done um but it is important if you're using the apps or if you're even meeting a guy through a matchmaker or on your own through a church group or through through your temple or through um friends of a friend it's important to take account of their behaviors Mm -hmm. and then allow yourself to like you really have to self-regulate here because there are guys I remember for me I was once dating I went on I went on an amazing first date with this with this guy he seemed oh my gosh he's such a dream whatever and then like you know the next day he texted me he's like so it was so great to see you he's like are you free for to go to a movie tonight or you're are you free for a movie tonight and it was like 5 Mm p.m. so I was like okay like it's fine like it's maybe it's just whatever but then like he texted me again and then the ne- then a few I just he kept it was like night of he'd be like hmm. what are you up to and I'd be like uh okay this man obviously we had a, we had a great good nice connection okay yeah. on the first date but this guy is express showing me like it was then it got later and I was like okay like this guy clearly what is he looking for like he hasn't planned a second date with me he hasn't done this so but for me it was so great because I allowed him to show me who he was and when you when a guy is like oh are you free night of like no you're not free night of are you kidding me of course you have plans and even if you don't have plans that's no like absolutely not plans with yourself Exactly. You have self-care plans. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just allowing people to show you who they are right. before you fall in love with the idea of who yes. they are. Yes. So it's about regulating. Let's, like, make it a goal for you this for the rest of your life and the rest of your early dating life to try to see people for who they truly are right. and not for who you want them to be. So, again... Yep with the music thing like if you're you know early dating like try to listen to some girl power music or something like you know or or christian, christian worship music. music is there like jewish worship music that would be so cute I've, i think i've been to a jewish you did before. i remember that yeah but anyway so but and the other thing is mm-hmm. to the music and also another tip that i would have is to oh my gosh 
completely lost. Did you lose it? Well, <laughs> I just thinking? something just came to my mind also. If yeah. you're in that phase and you're about to be in the engagement phase or you're about to get married. So what my advice would be, I I actually don't think it's the worst mistake in the world to take a break. If you're feeling overwhelmed, like you just have these ridiculous like if it's overwhelming you to a point, it's like you know at the doctor's office they point like what's your level of pain? Like 1 to 6 or 1 to 10. And mm-hmm. if you're like above a 7 of just it's you have anxiety, you're just you're really in your head and this has lasted more than a few days or more than a few weeks, that's something that I would say you might want to be just be like listen, I need I need to take a step back. I need to take a break because then also, yeah, you could lose the person, but you know, yeah. it, it might be something that you just need distance. Mm-hmm. And even if it's saying, listen, I just need a pause. Like, I need a pause. And, you know, I, is it the best scenario for your partner? No, obviously. But, like, what's the alternative? Like, Yeah, I th- that brings up what you were saying before is all about discernment. Mm-hmm. And the, the Ignatian spiritual exercises is about knowing Mm. when something is bringing you closer to God or further away from God. Mm. Those feelings that you were expressing to me, the dread, the despair, those are the feelings. I'm getting nervous just thinking about that. (laughs) Right, that are pushing you further. You know Mm -hmm. something's bringing you further from, Mm -hmm. and if it's prolonged, that's the key. It's not just a one day or maybe the week of your wedding and you're having cold feet. That's normal. That's cold feet. And you, but you do want to, before you make an engagement, before you do make a big commitment like that, Mm -hmm. you do want to go through the phases and that's that yeah. go through the phases before try it as much as you can before you make the commitment so you don't have to deal with that mm-hmm. kind of drama yeah. later on unless because usually if you've gone through it before the stages before you're not going to be dealing with that big of uncertainty. Yeah, it will be more like it will be more like okay, oh my gosh, I hope the wedding comes out okay. Like right. or just oh my normal, god, like normal I'm wedding about jitters. to jump off and spend the rest of my, my life, life with, with someone, someone, which is a scary thought. Yeah, but, but knowing you're in it together, right, you're in it together. Right, and you're in it together is a good person. Do marriage prep. Yes, and do yes, pre-cana, yeah, whatever yeah. your what you do to yeah, prepare t- before you make start doing intensive wedding plans. Yeah, and also just another piece of advice for someone in that situation is just mentally tell yourself to try to enjoy this time because even that little that mental shift of like oh my gosh I'm engaged this is so much fun Mm -hmm. like this is the only time hopefully in your life that you'll be engaged and that you'll be experiencing this so a lot of times you can get in your own head and if someone's super analytical you can talk yourself in or talk yourself out of any situation so unless they're obviously like we said are intense feelings of dread for like weeks then just say this is normal of course I'm gonna be nervous but if you've done the work before and if you've done the pre if you've worked on your relationship then that's something where it's like listen I'm gonna give it to God and just try to be in the moment enjoy mm-hmm. and like remember why I've been with this person for so long and why I've wanted this for so long exactly you know because those feelings of doubt can always creep up absolutely it's, but it, yeah, I think you have a good way yeah. forward now. Okay, so should let's move on. we save the love bombing for... I, maybe we should save it for the finale because we probably should move to boy bye. Oh my gosh, no, but love bombing is so important. I we can know. just do two boy buys. It's fine. Okay. So, okay, so with... So The Bachelorette, because this is really topical. Um, so guys, The Bachelorette was on Monday night, this episode number two, and I hosted at, so at my apartment, I have a movie theater. Um, so oh, did you know this? Hosting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a movie theater casually at my luxury, I live in like a resort, I don't mean to brag, but I've just, I was, I'm so blessed, like I just feel so grateful right now. So anyway, I have a movie theater, and I rented out the movie theater for the night for three of my friends and I to watch. The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So it was amazing. So much fun. So Luke P. And even if you don't watch The Bachelorette, bear with me um, because this is not a recap. Um, Luke P. tells Hannah, so tells The Bachelorette, so one of the guys, Luke, he told Hannah that he's falling in love with her. Mm-hmm. It's episode two. number two. Okay. <laughs> 
And Luke P is like, he not only said he's falling in love with her, he used every line in the book, but he Mm. basically looks to me like Justin Bieber, if Justin Bieber never did drugs and like worked out. So he Mm. is gorgeous. Like Mm. objectively, even if it's not your style, he's a beautiful man, like a beautiful man. Um, So I want, this brings up love bombing okay and what is it um and all of that so I want to do a little bit of a deep dive into love bombing um so we were watching the episode and we're just like are you kidding me but Hannah is just sitting there her eyes glistening (laughs) and she's like he's just delightful like of course he is so love bombing and it's it's been it's been you know I've been love bombed personally before Mm -hmm. Christian have you ever been love bombed I think you no not super love bombed no no in a way but yeah not in any I don't yeah, I don't, I don't think. I don't know. I so really anyway, don't know. um, so I want to give a little history on the on love bombing, and <laughs> so it's actually or originated from cults. So, so <laughs> cults critics of cults use the phrase with the implication that the love is feigned, and essentially it's like psychological manipulation oh. to like bomb people with love, and oh. then it it provides the group with this unifying so remember we did that church thing and we were bombed with this kind of artificial love and like welcome (laughs) give us your money oh my gosh that was so crazy um but anyway it's like so psychologists have um identified love bombing as a possible part of a cycle of abuse and have warned against it so this awesome psychologist dan archer there are phases of love bombing idealization which is the love bombing part devaluation discard and then repeat so idealize then devalue then discard and then repeat. Mm-hmm. So that's like the stages right. of love bombing. They And so the difference between someone who is just naturally very um, effusive and very emotional, because one could call me a love bomber because I'm very effusive and emotional and I'm affirming to my partner and all of that. But the, the, the difference is a love bomber flips the switch. Right. It's negative, too. And they become difficult. They become abusive. Right. Or even manipulative. Right. So it doesn't have to be that they're abusing you and throwing you. Like, it doesn't have to be physical abuse, but it could be, like, a manipulation. So... And it might not even be conscious of manipulating. That's the thing. He could just... Or she could just be doing it because they want to be de- they're defensive about something and they're yeah. not ma- but they are it is manipula- manipulative but they might not even know it yeah like a lot of love bombers love bombers don't even really understand what they're doing mm-hmm. some do and they're the malicious right, kind right, but right. there are love bombers that don't even know um so i just wanted to i just wanted to bring this up you know and just kind of have it have the discussion like a mini discussion about like just having experienced something very (laughs) similar to this and you know all of that but it it can be it can be really challenging so just for women what are Christina what would you say that like ways of coping with this and like warning signs Slow and steady, I say to everyone. Oh, absolutely. Slow and steady. Yeah. I'd always, if someone is that into you in the beginning, I think that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you're you're taking your time. Yeah. And we always say, quick in, quick, quick out. out. Mm-hmm. And that has been confirmed with us. Over and over again. Over mm-hmm. and over Again. And over yeah, again. That's just a that's the truth. That is, if you're getting truth. paraded <laughs> with, like, because a relationship needs to grow and needs to build organically. Right. And exactly, it kind of even goes back to the, the I this person is in love with an idea yeah. of you mm-hmm. and an ideal. 
this is this is an idea of who you are, of who they want you to be. Right, and maybe it's because they just got out of a relationship and they want to fill that void. We don't mm-hmm. know the reason. Or you're physically exactly their type. Right, right. And they give right. you the halo effect. Right. Then they're putting all these amazing emotions on you, which is yeah. great when you're that, but then they kind of realize, oh, she's not perfect or he's not perfect. And then mm-hmm. it then it kind of, then they pull back and you're like, oh, goodness. And then you're in, in too deep. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Stop as, as, um, as Dale, Dale Archer said, um, stop, look, and listen. And um, just stop, look, and listen. You know, like, just slow and steady wins the race yeah. when it comes to relationships. I know that, you know, if someone is showering you with affection, it's super easy to get really launched in that and tied up in that. But it's, it's also just your job to say, okay, let me be objective about this. Like, does this person actually even know, know me? me? No. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he probably he thinks I'm pretty or she thinks I'm attractive. Mm-hmm. But, like, let's – it's all about that build. So know that – and there are some, like we said, there are some very – manipulative men or women who will do it for their own gain because they want control and it's this whole power situation um a lot of narcissists a lot of sociopaths they love bomb they're notorious for it mm-hmm. but at the same time there are also like non-malicious love bombers yeah, who are just true. doing it because they're feeling all these feelings and they're idealizing but in that scenario it's also important to just keep Try to keep objective and just really keep your head above water and not get kind of sucked into that because it's tough. That's what – oh, I remembered what I, I was going to mm-hmm. say earlier. Bottomless texting. Ugh. Texting is a bottomless pit. That's why I always say that texting leads to a phone call – should lead to a phone call, should lead to seeing each other. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. will text their lives away, and that's a good way of idealizing someone and having this image of what the mm-hmm. person is without actually getting to know them. Mm-hmm. That – I would keep texting, we always say, for short, quick, cute things and details – it's different if you're in a long-term relationship and you've gotten to know each other. But cute, witty things are different than texting all day long. and Like, just brush my hair. Yeah, or what are you up to and, and just everything well, here's the whole the day. Thing. Here's the thing, what I will say about that. I differ a little bit in that. I think it's important to have established plans. Like, to me, texting – listen, I – the women we work with are incredibly busy and I know for me I'm very busy so I look at my phone like I'll look at my phone maybe some texts will come in but like I will only reply at certain points in the day because like we work and so that's okay like that but I'll I will say that if you're just having this pen pal relationship I think that that's kind of what you're alluding to Christina without a plan that is that to me is like uh, come on but if right. you have say you have plans on Saturday and like you know you're texting to just keep up with each other and to say oh what are you up to I don't think that that's bad at all I think that's yeah. fine but I think that definitely it's in the context of we have planned Saturday I'm seeing her Saturday I want to just keep up with what's going on in her life. I want to keep a part of her day, even though I'm busy, she's busy. I think that texting is fine in that respect because a lot of people like, I hate phone calls. Like, I'm so sorry. I just, I know, I I just, even to this day, and I've never liked phone calls, even when, you know, but I know you love phone calls Mm -hmm. and you made Dan call you. Well, not make him, but. (laughs) No, no, no. You, if you wanted to on a date with me he yeah you call you call me. Yeah. but for some women they just don't like and the doesn't i know it doesn't, i'm not <laughs> yeah. but even that is no. short you're just getting to yeah. know each other it yeah it shouldn't be a yeah. day in day out thing when you've just gotten to met each other once i think it's oh i think that if there are plans it's using your it's like self-regulating yeah it's it's using it's your discretion it's self-regulating it's, it's not texting you'll know 8 a.m to 9 p.m just all throughout the day, the common thing. Okay, so let's get into boy bye, boy bye. As sisters, we have our fair share of disagreements. Every day we date coach men and women who don't know whether they should stay in a relationship or move on. 
In Boy Bye, we debate different hot relationship trigger topics. First scenario, a guy you have been on two or three dates with has a visitor for a weekend, and it's a female friend. <laughs> <laughs> Boy Bye or strike one. What do you think, Ooh. Christina? Ooh. Oh. Yeah, this one's hitting close to home. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> yeah, well... The advice I'd give the person is to say, is this your girlfriend? Is this, are you dating her? And then just hear what he has to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just, oh, this one is such, honestly, this triggers me a lot because I've been through this with like <laughs> a few different situations. And so I think that it's, yes, I love that, Christina. I love, like, tackling the issue head on mm-hmm. and just being like, what's the situation here? But I also think if a guy is having a female visitor staying over at his place, this is like, and you're dating him, like, I just, I I can't, I can't get behind that. I know. I just, it gives me so much Anxiety yeah. because I've been in that situation, it's and guess good. what? It's not good. Didn't end well. No. So I mean, listen, there are all there are definitely female and male friendships that brings that bigger debate of like, can men and women really be friends? And maybe like I have certain male friends who are pure male friends, pure to the core, just friends, just friends. I've known them since college, or I knew them in high school, since like whatever, just guy friends. But I think that if a person is relatively attractive, and this is something I even told a guy because I took your advice, Christina, because I went through this scenario and I didn't know what to do because this guy I'm texting and then I, we, I don't even know, we just had met and then he, we were texting and then <laughs> she I, ran with my advice. I was like, Christina, what do I do? Like this guy is having a female woman come to his stay with him like so I literally ran with it and I was like so like what do you think about this and like is this your girlfriend or a woman that you're interested in pursuing and I literally laid it on the line she and did he, she wrote a she wrote a book I wrote a book which is horrible and <laughs> I, that's like the big I yeah. advised a line yeah she advised a line whatever I don't care I didn't care at that point because I was in my head I was like it's done yeah. because in my head I said boy bye right. but you gave that little seed of hope that I should give him a shot but you know what? I, I honestly, like, I think that trips, I think that female visitors, like, if they're staying with you, because I was in another scenario where I was dating a guy and he had a woman that was, that they were going on a trip that I was, that I had said, oh, I can't make it this weekend, but I could do another weekend. They were going on a trip that I, that I had said that, oh, I could maybe do this at some point. Like, anyway, it's, I'm not giving he you booked, the exact specifics. He booked her instead. He, re- it was replaced. <laughs> I was replaced. And I'm telling you, I felt like, I felt so hurt. Like that, and to Terrible. me, that was the nail in the coffin. Ooh. I know. And like, it, it's just. I just think that, you know, guys, listen, if you like a woman, and I get it, you can kind of compartmentalize no, women. No, be respectful. But just be just respectful. Just don't have women staying with just you. Just if you if are interested someone. in a woman, that's because to me, I said, that is the la- that's the final straw. Yeah. Like, I liked him so much, and I was ready for that next level with him, but that was my, I said, you know what? absolutely not if I can be replaced that easily no so I think it's just this is a guys this is obviously like a personal story that I'm telling you and this is a little bit of a different scenario but I've been through that other scenario as well and I just think that you know yes while we want to even if we're giving the guy the biggest benefit of the doubt of saying oh maybe it is purely platonic like it's just still icky it's just icky it just rubs me the wrong way. And why would you want to be with someone who makes you feel icky? You don't. You want to feel fabulous. Yep. Not icky. 
Okay, let's move on to the next scenario. A guy you have been on two or three dates with. Oh, wait, no, I already did that. Sorry. A guy you have just started dating texts you WYD at 11.45 p.m. He hasn't asked you on a second date. Boy, bye, or strike one. So I kind of talked about this a little before, but... I mean, that's true. What you are did. you do? What were you doing? Right? Is um, that what W? What are you doing? I I've never yeah. been texted that. Thank God. Well, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly have, and I will tell you. Well, um, I have, and just, oh, it's just so shows really. If you're doing this with me, you're doing this with so many other women, and like and you haven't even booked a second date yet. Oh. Like this actual scenario happened to me. Mm. Boy, bye. Bye, Like, don't even waste your time, right? Like, because to me, it just screams F boy. Yeah. It screams. It's like, hey, show me a sign that you're not looking for something serious. Right. That is the ultimate sign. So, boys, take note because if you are and you actually like a girl and you're texting her that, it's just giving off the wrong signal. Completely. So I'd say it's a it's a huge red flag. <laughs> it's a huge one. Okay. Let's go into answers. answers. Even though you may think that mostly women listen to our podcast, we actually have a ton of male listeners. We wanted to make sure we wanted to make sure that their voices were heard. So we are going to discuss a topic that men have brought to our attention this week. Hi, Allie and Christina. I am dating right now, and I don't know how to say this without sounding like I am cheap, but here it is. I feel like I'm throwing money away. For your reference, I am dating women who I meet on the apps and through friends of friends or women who I met through church. Mm. I'm trying to find my person, so I'm actively dating about two dates a week. I go on dates and look at the bill, and there's another $150 out the window. I get that guys are supposed to pay for the first date, and I'm always a gentleman, so I would never dream of asking a woman to go Dutch. But I feel like I'm spending a lot of money on dates that are truly just first dates and won't lead anywhere. What do I do? And this is by not cheap, but feeling spent in all caps. That is beautiful. That's a beautiful (laughs) pun. That was created. That is. So, Christina, what do you think? Yeah. What is your advice? Well, we say at Matchmakers in the City, all of our first dates are a drink and small plates. It's not a full-blown dinner unless they're dying of hunger. Mm-hmm. But we want to keep the first date two hours max, drink, small plates. You can be creative with this. It doesn't have to be a drink and small plates. Mm-hmm. It could be dessert. It could oh, be I love a bringing dessert her date. to uh, the Santa Monica Pier, going on a few of the rides. What are mm-hmm. some other cute just yeah making an expensive picnic picnic a picnic, picnic is on great the beach. yeah that's really cute you could go um ice skating at or rollerblading yeah, the ice skating i think is a little pricey these days no it's <laughs> only like 20 dollars each that's 40 dollars oh, really? okay. that's like 40 dollars yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's good. inexpensive yeah, that's and you good. get like hot chocolate or something no right that's a good one that's, that's a, great a really one. good one. or dave and busters that's a great first date mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. or even like an escape room even though i would probably lose my mind if i was ever in an escape room but like yeah it doesn't like be creative creative it doesn't have to be a sit-down meal dinner and especially if these are people you're meeting on apps they've not been background checked or anything haven't been vetted yeah vetted for you that's you don't even know if they look even remotely like their photos photos. you don't know if what their personality is like you don't know Right, yeah, right. It's 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 true. If they're if you're meeting and if this you've already met in person, mm-hmm. then you know you want to take this woman out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Go for of it. Of course, that is beautiful, totally. and I that's what Dan did yeah. for me. And yeah. I would have felt really awkward if he said, "Want to go for coffee?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a different story. And even if you're doing one of those kind of less, like, one of those eventy things and you feel like, oh, wow, I really I really do like this woman, you can be like, oh, do you want, like, are you hungry? Right. Like, but then it, then it kind of gets no. long. It gets yeah, long. I'd cut it short. Cut two hours. Yeah, two hours, two hours is a great max. time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I definitely, I agree with you 100%. Also, a lot of the new trend is, like, calling before booking a oh, date. Yes. And I think that that's a really good idea for both parties. Mm. Um, that said, some people just aren't good on the phone. Yeah. So it's a little, it's kind of a hit or miss there. A little dicey. It's a little dicey. 
So, um, so awkward. I know. I just it's like that before. Oh, it's this is a screening call. <laughs> We're, We're screening both you. To pretend that it's not a screening call. It's so. Oh my god! Stop! That's so awkward. I can't. You know I'm not. I'm a having fan secondhand of embarrassment or da- online dating. So that's no, one of the know. things I don't like about it. I but. know, but I think that sometimes it's it's a good route of meeting people. Certain people have yeah. had success with it, but we're personal but, matchmakers for a reason. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, the beautiful part about working with a matchmaker is that this person has been vetted and they've been, like, established as someone that it's worth spending, you know, a little bit more time and investing a little bit into. Um, But I would say, yeah, I mean... I think that that's a great idea. Even Christina. for our first dates, we yeah, say we two say hour max. Two hour max. Even after all drinks, that, drinks vetting. go in it with the drinks in mind, mm-hmm. and you can always say, "Oh, do you want do you want some food?" You know. Um, so anyway, great. Hey. Okay, now we're just going to go to catching up with the Contes, and something that I just that we actually just posted on Matchmakers in the City Facebook mm-hmm. page and on my. Christina Conti Matchmaker Facebook page is the Jane Austen Society of North America annual conference in Williamsburg, Virginia, which I will be speaking at. Yay! And the talk is called Henry and Catherine, Toxic Masculinity or New Paradigm for a Healthy Relationship. So if you're interested in that, look on the Facebook. You'll see details on the content. Toxic masculinity, and I love the toxic masculinity thing. Yeah, well, that was your idea. Oh, I know. I just (laughs) love masculinity, but sometimes it can be toxic. Um, I love it. That's so amazing, Christina. Congratulations on that. Thank you. But it's finally posted, so if people are interested in going to the conference, you'll get all the information on our Facebook page with the link. Memorial Day is coming up. Woo! What are you do- What are you doing, Christina? Any big plans, or just kind of hanging with Dan and Dante? Yeah, just some the activism D's. work. And oh, good. Yes, yes, yes. Some activism. Yeah. I love it. I have a I have a big weekend, and on Sunday night, you guys, I'm going back to my 21 year old self. And doing the Hollywood nightclubbing. I'm just so excited. You just sometimes need, like, I feel like I want to go to Vegas, but, like, I need that. But obviously, we live in LA, LA so Hollywood is right there. To go to Vegas. Just go to Hollywood. So I'm going to Hollywood on Sunday with a few of my girlfriends, and I'm just, like, so excited and just want to relax. And then I have a pool party on Monday at one of my friends' homes, and it's so beautiful. You guys can come if you want. Um, I don't think it's your scene, though. Sorry. I don't think you would be partying at the in the in the, uh, in the what's it called in the hills <laughs> but anyway so yeah I'm just excited I need like an LA weekend yeah wow well then stay tuned for updates on you our never weekends. know <laughs> I might party at Leo's house <laughs> after party at Leonardo Sorry, DiCaprio's I cut you off last time when you wanted to talk about him about Leo we running late yes. what about Leo you, just, you said can I tell him the story about Leonardo DiCaprio and I said no oh my gosh that's so terrible well whatever Leo used to be a fixture in the Hollywood nightclub scene no, so and I don't know if he is anymore I think he's in con right now so maybe when he comes back maybe he'll be back this weekend and he can open his home to the young Hollywood ladies <laughs> myself and my young Hollywood girlfriends. But anyway, guys, um, we adore you, and we really hope that just listening to this gives you some clarity or just gives you some peace or just, you know, helps your just helps your day be a lot more fun. Um, but anyway. Feel um, free to share it with your friends. Yeah, something totally. If something out for you or if it could help one of your friends mm-hmm. and follow us on. Yeah, so our Instagrams are I'm at matchmaker Alessandra Conti. And I'm at, at matchmaker Christina Conti. Yeah, and then website matchmakersinthecity.com. And you'll find everything else there. Love it. Okay, guys, we'll talk to you soon. much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.